0: Well, as I tell everybody, I like to plant a little sunshine in my garden.
1: That is sunshine.
0: Mm-hmm. So I planted those in my sweet potatoes, and it just gives you a little pick-me-up when you go out there. Beautiful orange binary giant zinnias. Look how big they are. Mm-hmm. Where's yeah. one of the big ones? Right here. Show everybody Show me Compared to oh, your wow. hand. My hand right there. Look how big. I'll tell you that. Look how big that bloom is. Huge. Now these Binary Giants come in 13 different colors. I don't think we carry about all, but we carry most of them, and then they come in a mix. That's bigger than
1: my hand. Yeah, we
0: just love growing the flowers in with our vegetables. Mm-hmm. As somebody once said, flowers love vegetables, and vegetables love flowers.
1: And women love flowers. And
0: women love flowers. <laughs> Welcome everyone to the Road by Row Garden show the best dead gum gardening show on the radio and the internet as well If you're new Welcome if you're a regular and part of the Hoss family welcome back as well. We enjoy having you. Thank you for joining us We're going to be talking about cow peas because it's in the middle of summertime and cow peas or southern peas is the topic tonight We're going all in on that subject talking about different varieties how to grow them, and why you should be growing them so stay tuned First of all the garden is producing like crazy. Yeah,
1: tomatoes tomatoes tomatoes
0: tomatoes Everything is giveth 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 although the weather is hot and dry We uh, have shared 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 We have shared shared shared. You know, it's probably the hottest June I can remember last few years and that's gonna cause our garden to mature to give up a little bit quicker Normally by the 4th of July our garden is over with pretty much with our spring with our spring crops. They're over with and and it's gonna be that way this year, if not a day or two before. Every, this this heat is just tearing up our tomatoes.
1: And now it's gonna rain.
0: And that hopefully it's gonna rain hopefully, some yeah. but if it rains much it'll even cause more problems. So we're at the point now where we're fixing to uh be cycling in some more crops and some cover crops and we're gonna talk about that a little later on about what you can do. But let's give a little update on the hallucinator Okay. The Halstonator Contest is going on you guys. It is. And as of right now, because we're exempt from the Halstonator yeah. Contest, but this right but here. if we
1: weren't exempt, we would be
0: winning. We would be winning. This right here weighs what?
1: 1.95.
0: One, almost two pounds.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But Brother Ray Strickland at the moment is in the lead. Is that right? Yeah. Brother, And what's his weight on his? 1.8
1: something.
0: Is it? Brother Ray which is a local guy is in the lead right now on Halstonator so y'all don't forget about the Halstonator contest
1: you win a hundred dollar gift certificate you can email kpowell at halstools.com
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, or you can tag pound Halstonator contest
0: mm-hmm. on Instagram so the rules are you have to have the Halstonator on a pair of sc- scales not pair of scales on a scale reading the weight with the seed pack mm-hmm. so there you have Ain't that a large tomato Halstonators have performed awesome for us this year. We've had a lot of people emailing us about how great they're doing for them and it is just wonderful that we hear those good exciting news about the Mm-hmm. And this is a new variety that uh, we started this year and uh, I was really excited about this one. Now I have to give a disclaimer. You
1: didn't grow
0: them. I did not grow these. Carrie, if y'all know Carrie, she's our Marketing director. She grew these and brought these in. AKA she, the
1: Grinch.
0: AKA the Grinch. She uh, she raves and raves about how productive these have been for. And, they're sweet. Uh, they're beautiful. Look how the yellow mulling down through there. And uh, they's a great snacking tomato. And that's one thing I said about them. The first batch she brought into them. You know, a lot of times cherry tomatoes can be a little tart. So are these what cherry tomatoes? tomatoes? These are not classified as ch- cherry tomatoes. They're a little bigger. Don't? Yeah. But these are actually sweet. They don't have that tartness. Mm-hmm. And I like a tart tomato sometimes. They're okay. But the sweetness of this kind of overrides everything else. That's good. We'll just
1: leave it right
0: mm-hmm. there. That is an indeterminate variety there that will giveth, giveth, and giveth some more. Mm. Great. What else we have? What else we got? This right here folks is edamame. Did I say that right? Mm-hmm. Edamame.
1: It is protein packed.
0: Mm-hmm. Soybean, this is a soybean, but it's a particular type of soybean that is grown for edamame. And I first ate this a few years ago. Some people brought it over to the house and introduced us to it. And we grew it that year and we haven't grown it since. But we've grown it this year and it's packed full. Now, what you do is you pick them once they're filled out, kind of like a bean, a pea like we're going to talk about today, mm-hmm. so that you can shell them. But you boil them whole in salted water.
1: So, I did two cups of peas, six cups of water, a tablespoon of salt, mm-hmm. bring to a boil, cook four to five minutes, drain them, cool them off, toss them with some coarse sea salt. Mm-hmm. You can keep them in the fridge up to four to five days, mm-hmm. already prepared. Or you can um, prepare them just like this and freeze them mm-hmm. um, and then take them out and let them thaw in your fridge as you want.
0: All right, so let's talk about how they yield. We've probably got a 30 foot row we've had yeah. on trip.
1: Some people, like Carrie, eat the whole pod. Really? Yeah.
0: Well, I've never known that.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't think I want to do that.
1: <laughs> you want to try that?
0: I don't want to try that. It's <laughs> a little rough to eat the whole pod. I'm sure she did this morning. Yeah, she's a little weird anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I
1: interrupted mm-hmm. you. Kind of reminds me of Bull Peanuts. It did does, you say it
0: that? does. Um, so we got about a 30 foot row on drip tape, and ours are looking wonderful. What would you say? Because these things are loaded, loaded.
1: This was like two bushes. Two
0: bushes right here. So we probably over planted, but we'll have plenty to there again to share. Edimame it's a great it's a great fill-in. I'll tell you where it works for us Late in the spring if you still got a spot left over to plant soybeans soybeans don't like cool Moist, I mean they like moist, but they don't like cool soils. So once the soils Temperature raises up and you got a spot left over. It's a good place to fill in for edimame Yep, and that's what I did. So it's worked out good. All right, you know, it's hot and it's dry. and It's hot and it's dry and we always talk about Struggling out in the garden this time of the year, struggling heat. I got a little shameless, shameless tip for everybody. What? This hat right here, how's my hair look? Bad. Okay, this hat right here, I bought off Facebook or maybe it was TikTok. I bought it off of TikTok. You know how you see these products on there that you TikTok made you buy it. TikTok made you buy It's these little products and these impulse buys that you made. It was 20 bucks. I didn't expect a whole lot because you really take a gamble on these things. I bought things like before and been mm-hmm. Been very disappointed. This is a winner folks 20 bucks And then when I went to check out it didn't have sizes So one size fits all and if y'all know me I got a big old jug head and it, I was worried about it. I said, you know, it's 20 bucks So I took a gamble on it and I got it in I love this hat. It fits perfectly one size fits all. It's kind of got this elastic thing to it So it kind of conforms to Forms to your head. Mm-hmm. And it's got these buttons on there so you can make a bucket head out of it Or you can clip it up oh, cool. and the material on there is extremely soft and comfortable And that's not a sponsor and it's not sponsored. <laughs> I'm just telling everybody that you know you it, Mission. Now, Mission now one thing I don't like about it is they put their name right there in the front I wish that wasn't there, but they do brand their their hat right there and it's Mission. I'd much rather it say hoss or nothing, but it does say missionary. I so, need to get some hoss hats. On. So be it. It's very comfortable. 20 bucks, folks. If you can find them, they were all over social media, Facebook and TikTok. I love it. A little tip for you there. Non-sponsored. I don't like a penny off that. all that I would share it to you. Every now and then you find those rare jewel gems out there and you just want to share with everybody. There you go, your mission sun hat. All uh-huh. right. All right. So let's talk about peas, because that is the subject of tonight. Peas.
1: Peas,
0: peas, peas. What is a pea? Sheila? What's a cow pea? What's a What's the difference
1: pea? in southern pea, cow pea, field pea? Nothing. Nothing.
0: So here in the south if you mention peas we're gonna have peas for supper. We Take that as field peas or cow peas. We'll, if we're gonna have Peas that you guys up north grow English as English peas. peas. We say okay, we're gonna have English peas for supper or
1: garden peas
0: Garden peas or English peas Means the pea that you grow up north mm-hmm. Southern peas down here is just a pea for us Peas we have peas not for supper So you guys up north you're gonna have to understand that when we talk to you if we talk about peas We have a southern peas. If we have an English peas a garden peas. we have a having those English peas It's just the way it is here in the south Another thing is what we have found since we've been in the seed business is every area geographic area there Has a particular pea that they like the best and they normally call it some other name That's not the right name for it. There's a lot of confusion with peas cow peas out there Well, my mama grown so-and-so pea. Well, it actually wasn't that it was another variety a Little funny story there probably about five or six years ago Your mother and stepdad gave us a pea that they somebody had gave them it was an heirloom pea Nobody knew what it was. we would
1: never heard of it. we would never
0: heard of it. It was a maroon type pea and they went on and on and on about How great it was and how productive it was. So they gave us some and we grew some because they saved the seeds. We grew some for a couple of years and they were good. Mm-hmm. But it was a maroon type pea. It was different than we'd ever seen before. So I gave some to a friend of mine. He grew them. He loved them. He ended up calling them key peas. <laughs> so they got their own name. Well come to find out. After we got in Seabed and start doing some research it was a common variety called red ripper Who knew
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know you thought you got this heirloom variety, but actually it's not an heirloom you thought
1: variety. thought named you a pea I thought
0: I named me a pea. It's, it was a common pea called red ripper Once we found that out then we started carrying the red ripper pea that we carry today Now red ripper pea is known primarily as a foraging type pea although you can't eat it. It's a good pea it's not probably our favorite mm-hmm. one, but it is a good one.
1: What's your favorite?
0: My p- favorite is probably pink eyes I
1: think I like zippers. Really? Mm-hmm. I like the white of the cream 40.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yep So a lot of times there's, there's this misinformation about it. there. I've even had to uh, Pull up the University of Mississippi, Mississippi State Website they have some pretty good information on there and show a customer they were wrong. Mm. I mean, I didn't do it to just prove they was wrong, but I was trying to give them factual information on what they was called a pr- particular pea it was not that I type. I have to move them. have to move this that way. Hey, knackish, ain't okay. All right. So what we're going to do on our English peas, no, excuse me, English peas, on our field peas, is we're going to plant a crop this fall, and we're going to plant zippers, mm-hmm. and we're going to plant them probably about the end of July. And uh, and we'll tell you the reason why we're going to plant them at the end of July in just a minute.
1: So history lesson here Mm -hmm. Where'd peas come from?
0: Peas came from africa as a lot of different uh, of our vegetables originated from
1: and they were used Mainly as a herb
0: Really? I didn't know that.
1: Yeah Um, They ate the leaves Mm -hmm. and then the actual peas well I guess all of it the bush was um Feed for the animals.
0: Yeah, now I can get that because deer, goats love peas, cows love peas, and they're full of protein as well. Mm-hmm. You know, they they how do they eat the leaves? I didn't know the leaves were edible.
1: So prepared as a pot herb. Hmm. I'm not sure, I didn't hmm. go that far into. It. It's kind
0: of weird. Yeah, so uh, as far as I can remember, peas have been a staple here in the south. Mm-hmm. Now we used to blanch them and freeze them, and we still do some. But we've got to the point last few years we like to put them in yeah. jars and jar
1: One of my neighbor friends that um, I've been mentoring mm-hmm. on pressure canning, she actually canned some this week.
0: Mm-hmm. We prefer canning over freezing because we learned during the hurricane a couple of years ago, canned vegetables don't spoil when the power goes out for and, ten days. Mm-hmm. So we try to can everything we. As possible instead of freezing.
1: So it can be used as fodder, it can be used as immature little green snaps. Mm-hmm. Mature, freeze, shell, and dry. Mm-hmm.
0: Now we don't dry our peas, although we're doing an experiment this year with Tapasio bean. We're going to shell those out as peas and we're going to dry those. Never before have we ever dried a pea. Here in the south where we live, we grow them in the green and we shell them out in the green and we use those peas. Now, no. if you've got one that's immature that you pick, you just snap it and put it in there. That's the way we've always done it. And there again, we freeze it or can it. Mm-hmm.
1: Put it in soup. Yep. They're heat tolerant, drought resistant.
0: And they're legumes, so they can be used as a soil builder, as a cover crop as well, mm-hmm. so, which is good. Yep. Peas are a go back in history, as it's just a vital part of here in South. And it's one of those things that uh, not everybody grows because it's a little little labor-intensive when you start to put them up as far as picking them and shelling them that kind of thing. I bought
1: some last week Mm -hmm. 48 bucks for a Mm -hmm. bushel
0: but they were already shelled.
1: They were already shelled I had to wash them and they were stung up really bad.
0: Stung up?
1: Stung up.
0: What does stung up mean?
1: (laughs) What stung up. So the pea has a little spot on it where a little insect has stung it.
0: Therefore rendering it useless.
1: Yeah you ate some of
0: them anyway. Well, we shouldn't have because what happens is that Calpia cucurio stings that pea and lays an egg inside it. So what you're eating there is a little legless white grub or white worm, or there. A little extra Bet protein. you didn't know that. <laughs> so if you do show your peas out and you leave a few of those stung ones in there, you get some grubs in there. It's free. I particularly don't want grubs in my peas, but it's what happens. What happens? Okay. So you go to the grocery store and you buy peas in the grocery store. Not the ones you bought because you bought those from a farmer. But you go buy what you think are fresh peas in the grocery store in the predecessor. Mm-hmm. This is the way they do this. You're going to find this in lightning right here. They don't go out there and pick them, hand pick them in green stage. Mm-hmm. They let them mature on the vine past, a little past the green sp- stage where you would pick them. They go in there with a sprayer and they spray them with a chemical called carboxone. That Gramoxone kills that plant overnight the next day. It's just dead They let it sit out there in the dry sun for a few days three or four days however long it takes for those Peas to dry up in the pot They go out there with a combine and they combine them They take those peas that are now dry back to the plant and they have uh, They reconstitute them soak them back in water to put the water back in them and then they package them up and sell them as fresh peas Did hmm. you know that? No, 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 no. Yep. So that's what fresh peas in the grocery store looks like, you know from a labor standpoint It's a lot better, but I really don't want my peas sprayed with oh, Mops on and then re- Constituted. Yeah, we'll yeah okay. so, so that's one reason you may want to think about growing your own peas there so uh,
1: When to grow.
0: When to grow, okay Now I'm gonna give you some parameters here this you can have a little bit more time than this, but I'm giving you some safe dates here And the reason I say safe dates is we don't ever know when our frost date is gonna hit us in the fall Our average frost date here is November 22nd It could be a month and a half later or it could be a couple weeks before.
1: Last year it wasn't until December. I know
0: we, at least people pepper here all the way through December so I'm giving you what we call insurance dates here. You guys in zone 7 you want to plant your fall cow peas July 1st to July 30th. Now don't get don't get mad at me You could plant them a day or two after July 30th and probably be okay But I'm trying to give you some insurance days there you want to mature and you want to get both pickings Maybe three pickings off of them before that frost hits So that gives you enough time for them to completely mature and get all the pickings off of them before we have that frost You guys in zone 8 which is where we at July 15th through August 15th is the ideal time to plant them there again, you got a few days after that you may can sneak in. Zone 9 Sometime in August. The month of August is pretty much what you want to plant in on those right there. And here's how we come about those dates. Let's just take us here in zone 8. November 22nd is our Is our
1: first frost
0: Yeah in the fall. It's our first frost date in the fall. Let's take Zippers first. Zippers has got 65 days to maturity. That's from the time the seed goes into the ground because we're going to direct seed these peas here So if we plant at the first of August, that's going to give us August September and they're going to be matured out in the first week in October That gives us the month of October to harvest them and then we start going in November We're through with our peas and we don't have to worry about them getting killed by the frost That is a surefire date to go on right there. You want to Feel a little risky, you can play with that date a little bit, but that's general guidelines on what you should go on right there. Most of these peas are going to be in the range of 65 to 70 days to maturity. Method of seeding, uh, we direct seed hours. I've use never known, yeah, you can use cedar, that's wonderful on peas. I've never known anybody transplant peas, southern peas. 30 to 36 inch row spacing. I prefer 36 inch because some of these varieties can get kind of viney There is a such thing as a bush type or a determinate and indeterminate type piece Some of them run more some of them are more compact than others 36 inch row spacing is ideal for me Your varieties that do like to run such as your red ripper your indeterminate varieties plant them six to ten inches in the row space your varieties that are really more tighter such as your top pick
1: I like the top pick. They're top easy pick, to pick pink eye
0: right here. You want to plant those a little closer anywhere from I'd say two to six inches. I two inches probably a little too close Let's go four to six to eight inches is what I would plant those right here. They make a lot more compact plant um, Fertilizer. Fertilizer peas are, are legume and they take very little very little fertility. Now one thing is they love sandy soils and they love poor soils pH between 5.5 and 6.5 around 6.0 is ideal. On fertilizer One of the pages I read on the breeder for the zippers where we get our zippers from said don't even use any fertilizer Hmm. Another site that I read said use 27 pounds of N per acre and 40 pounds of Potassium per acre. So that's basically one pound of K potassium per thousand square feet And Like a three-quarter of a pound units of nitrogen per thousand square feet, which isn't much y'all So I think this right here is the ideal product to put at planting time right here because this is a pretty low analysis fertilizer there And this would be a good one here to start with you wouldn't want to put much of it but put this in when you plant your peas in the fur, and I think that's all you would need Because this organic fertilizer breaks down over a period of time it has a longer chain of breaking So I would recommend that one right there I wouldn't recommend hitting it with 20 20 20 very much it's Just you're gonna have more vine in your peas and that's what happens if you over fertilize is you're gonna have more vine and not enough peas So you definitely don't want to do that righty. now let's talk about the difference 'Cause this is very interesting right here. And this may take a minute, folks. Alright, top pick pink eye. This is my favorite one for a couple different reasons. It is a kind of a compact plant, but as the name implies, it grows on the top of the plant. Like easy to a, pick. Easy to pick. I could really say it's about three years ago and they did wonderful force. It's a good piece, easy to shell, but the main thing is I like the growth habit of the plant. Let's open it up and see what it looks like. And when you cook it, it makes a clear broth. So this is a green type pea When you cook it and they're brown the seeds look brown. It cooks up a green type
1: So they call it pink eyes. Are
0: you sure it's green? Well, it's greenish. I'm not talking about the eye, but it's kind of greenish I don't
1: it, don't look for the,
0: No, it has a clear broth. I know that for yep it has a clear broth That's one of the attributes of that right there is the clear broth okay. But it's a good one right there. That's probably my favorite. Although I'm not gonna room this year That's my favorite cause we got to grow my all the this
1: year.
0: <laughs> all right, let's talk about white acre. This is a very popular now. This is a little green pea right yeah, here. Right. This is a very
1: hard shell. They're
0: hard shell. That's the reason you probably would want to uh, invest in your sheller, maybe if you just want to do these. A lot of people like these little small peas. I don't I mean, I like to eat them. I, I don't really want to roll my whole lot because they're so small. Look how small they Ooh. are right there. Hard shell. But a lot of people you love them. I a lot of them. Uh, lot of them. <laughs> I do the growing, she does don't pick it in the picking and the shelling. It's kind of a right, real deal. But wide acre peas, you'll hear a lot of people talking about those. and They are family favorites everywhere. And here's one, Sedandi You hear a lot of people talk about Sedandy pea right there. Now, I think
1: that's
0: the kind I bought last week. Probably is. I sent me Sedandy pea is a small pea as well. Look there mm-hmm. a lot of people like those you hear a lot of folks saying sedantes, And that's what that is right there there again Kinda hard shell I can get them all back in now Boom boom boom. Now we're not showing you all the peas. We're just showing you a representation because so we're gonna show you all the peas We've we'll here all night California black-eyed peas. This is the most popular pea right here as far as the dry pea that I know of. This is what everybody buys at New Year's to cook on New Year's Day. The cornbread. And I, we've never grown black eyes, have we? Mm-hmm. But if you're just gonna grow black eyes, they would use more of a dry pea than they are any other way. Mm-hmm. Now these are treated, but there you have it right there. That's about the size pea that you got right there. Alright, let's move right along. Dixie leaf. Now we're gonna get into something that you guys are probably gonna be a little familiar with. Dixie Lee is a Crowder type pea. Crowders can be Dark which most of them are and I always thought Crowders was all dark. They're not See how that looks right there. That is a medium-sized pea, but is the shape of the pea? that dictates it's whether it's a Crowder or not. That is a Crowder type pea right there. Some people argue the fact that all Crowders are dark, but they're not. Crowders get their name from, they crowd the hull. So they never it's fill out, they pack, they pack in the hulls good, and they, they shell out fairly easy, but they are the size and the shape of the pea right there dictates whether it is, is it a Crowder type or not. Now these cook up dark, and the broth in them also cooks up dark. A lot of times if you ever need to go into restaurants, you'll get these type dark type peas uh-huh. in the restaurants. Now we don't We don't we've never grown a dark type pea besides the red ripper and it's more of a it's not a dark It's not a Crowder type. It's more of a maroon color Lady creams Lady cream Texas cream We may have a Texas cream Cream 40. Cream 40. All these are these small. Type, these are treated also. See how small they are? This is one of the smaller peas. Some of these peas are treated and some are not, according to, to what we can get. Some of you people want them treated, some of you don't. But we have to get what we can get sometimes. If they're
1: treated, it'll say it on the website. Yeah,
0: and some of these, we have to get what we can get. It ain't like we have a choice. We can only get it if we get it treated or it does. We had a lady the other day leave us a one-star review on our website because she got a treated seed. It said treated on the description, and she bought it anyway and got it and was discouraged. But you know what? I started to respond to her, and I said, I'm not. She gave us a one-star review, and she gave a long explanation there, and she said that she was giving us a one-star review because she bought treated seed. <laughs> But she went back and looked on the website and it said treated seed, but she was so concerned She didn't want to put them in the trash because she was scared it was going to contaminate the and trash. What are they
1: treated with? Thyram. Uh, Thyram.
0: Yeah, so we're not we don't sell anything that's treated with the metaclopram. Thyram is a a Fungicide that's not very toxic at all and it keeps them from dampening off So it helps them get that good start there. Now. I'm not telling you if you're against buying treated seed, I'm not here, sitting here trying to convince you of that. But thyram is not that dangerous. She was also, she threw away other seeds that she bought that came in the pack with the treated seed, but she was scared they may have jumped out of the pack <laughs> and contaminated her other seed.
1: Yeah.
0: So she was of that persuasion. And I didn't try to convince her any different, but she did go back and say that she bought seeds that were treated and on the website. And it
1: says on the pack. So. And, and,
0: and it says on the pack, so I didn't. I said, let let it lay. White Dixie butter pea. Now this is a bigger one right here. Hence the name butter pea. These are a little oh, bit bigger. Yep. Yeah, a little, little, butter bean. little butter beans right there. Now these are fairly easy to shell. There and that's kind of a white bean. These again are treated. So. I
1: like those. We
0: should grow these sometime. I don't think I'm. Yeah, I bought these.
1: those last year. Did you? put up. Yeah. Hmm. I think I put them in my soup. I sure.
0: That would be a fool in the throat right there. Texas Cream 40. I
1: like them
0: too. Yep, this is ones.
1: Those are easy for shell. Are they? Mm-hmm.
0: Smaller pea. I'd say that's a mid sized pea. Well, Maybe a little bit on the smaller side. White pea there. And you can tell the eye there, if you can see them, I hope you're not. Doesn't have any really distinct color it's to it. Inconspicuous. Inconspicuous. Everybody has their different peas that they love. So put in your so comments. these are below. called
1: southern peas, but they grow them in the north.
0: Yeah, I mean they do love the heat. But if you got 65, 70 days of heat, yeah, you can grow them. Put in your comments below your favorite variety. If there's a variety in your area that is uh, grown a lot, tell us about it. Alright, we save the best for mm-hmm. last. The most popular pea that we sell, we sell more of these seeds than we do any other seed. Mm-hmm is zipper seeds. And this is what we're growing this fall right here. And these are trees as well, but you can tell that's a bigger type pea. Now it's it like being named a fatter,
1: name, rounder pea. Yeah,
0: rounder type pea. Although it is considered a crowder type pea, did you know that? And that's mm-hmm. due to the shape it is. Um, kind of a whitish pea there. The name zipper means it's easy to shell these zip. And we love Easy to shell, cause I may end up peeling just a little bit. Mm. 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 we
1: got that tight.
0: Some things we do at nighttime when we're sitting there watching TV is we get a big bowl of peas and we shell them out. Yep, we, Wee. All right, let's talk about growing peas. Let's talk about the problems you may have. Now there are is some issues with disease such as soil-borne diseases such as blight, things like that. You can simply take care of that by rotation. And I'll tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm going to rotate and i'm going to come behind my sweet corn and plant my peas perfect rotation strategy right there so i'll have all those nutrients left from the sweet corn that i'm going to be able to use with my pea rotation i've already got my drip tape down i'm not going to use my, move my drip tape i'm going to use the same system plant my zippers right back in the same spot where my sweet corn so you
1: still got the stalks in the ground i cut
0: the stalks off right when it was green with my machete and they have rotted down and now I'm in good shape right there. So I'm gonna plant directly right back there where my corn was at. Perfect I may have to hand plant a few of them But that's what I'm gonna do if I can't get my cedar to run on top of those corn stalks But that's gonna be an ideal place to put them. So if you got a spot that's coming off rotation Right now is the ideal time you can plant so the cowpeas and have you a good fall harvest getting back to the subject of hand diseases couple of the foliar diseases we have trouble with with cowpeas is powdery mildew and rust. rust. Rust is probably our biggest issue here in the south. Now we got a product here that works wonderful on rust So this is going to be my go-to right here for spraying for powdery mildew. Now I don't have a lot of problem with downy mildew. We have more problem with powdery mildew on peas, but we're gonna spray with Fungamax and we're gonna put about three applications of Fungamax on there to help with that rust. Now the next thing Going back to that let's talk about the soil borne diseases just a minute. Soil borne diseases such as blight and uh, and Those kind of issues rotation putting them back behind something like sweet corn don't plant them in a low area They don't let wet feet. plant them in a higher dry area and I think you'll be fine with good rotation You can manage some of those uh, root diseases insects mm-hmm. Alright insects is probably the most problematic pest for southern cowpeas southern pea curio is what stings those curio is what stings the pod and leaves that larva inside there and it can cause be frustrating at best for some reason they seem to be worse in spring than they did the fall i know this is counterintuitive to most of the time what we hear about insect pressure but they cycle out and we don't have near the pressure with them in the fall as we do in spring. Hence the reason we're going to plant a fall crop. So for control of that you can do these two things right here. You can start with your neem oil That's fine because that's gonna help control aphids as well. We have a little bit of problem with aphids But not a lot, but you can clean aphids up real quick with neem oil. Now We normally don't have an army worm problem, but if you do have an army worm problem, you can go with BT or or Bugbuster 2. The good thing about Bug Buster 2 is going to take care of the Southern Pea Curio. When the pea starts blooming, you want to switch over to the Bugbuster 2 at that point, and you want to stay on a very tight, tight spray schedule with this right here to keep that pea pod from getting stung. Three to five days. I read some information where five days would do it, three applications. But you want to stay really tight there, according to how much pressure you got. We have a lot of pressure down here. So we're going to use this early on. And if we have just want to wipe out aphids, this need more to do. But if we get on into bloom, then we're we'll going to switch over and use this blood buster too to keep our peas clean. Do have some problems with root knot nematodes? There again, rotation will help just a little bit with that too. too. rotation and a good tight schedule. Plant at the right time. Don't worry a lot about fertilization. I am going to put them on drip tape. I will tell you this right here though. Southern cow peas do extremely well in hot, dry weather. If you was going to plant something to try to produce without irrigation, it would be southern peas. They love it hot they and, they, and they tolerate it dry. We're going to put ours on drip simply because we have it there. I would put down drip anyway, but they will tolerate way more dry weather than anything else in that type of family that I know of. So, Right, did we cover everything? I I think think we did. Yep. Alright. Hossnado contest. We talked about that. Garden photos.
1: Garden photos. So we want your garden photos. Um, If you go to our website. There's a little drop down menu on the Hulse University tab. Submit your photos and we're going to highlight them in an upcoming video. Mm -hmm.
0: And we got an old goat drawing. Folks here on the set somewhere is. Kitten, an okay. old goat figurine. Fig- figurine. That old goat is uh, is here. You may have to hunt for it, but uh, if you find it and send us an email into customerserve.com, okay. just at- comment in this
1: video. Oh, com-
0: I messed it up. Comment in this video, and we'll put your name in for a draw. If we draw your name, you get a coveted horse merchandise there. So here comes the drawing. and Tammy McGuire. Tammy McGuire there, Tammy. Now you can send us your shipping, shipping. information to Custserve at And we'll get you a coveted prize sent out to you. Thank you, Tammy. That's it. You don't have no corny joke? No, I didn't get it. No corny joke this week? You were supposed to get
1: the corny joke.
0: Everybody's gonna miss the corny joke. We need some corny jokes. We terms. need some corny jokes. No we need some help. Yeah, material. Alright folks, thank you for joining now it's time for you to get off that couch and get out there and do something.